It is week three of our international move. There are our last few things to take care of, like cleaning, packing the luggage, and a new wrinkle in our move. Listen in. This episode of the Creative Home Podcast is brought to you by the top 10 home staging tips to sell your home faster. Home sellers, are you worried about all the work you need to do to get your house ready to sell? Wonder where to get started? I was in the same boat and I realized I did the same things each time I had to sell my house. And each time I did these staging steps, my house looked move-in ready and I sold my house faster each time. I share these tips with my clients now too. That is why I created the top 10 home staging tips to sell your home faster. It is a guide to get you started on things you can do yourself. Download it for free today at bit.ly forward slash top 10 home staging tips or see the link in the show notes below. Hi, it's Kasha McDaniel and I am a home stager decorator and you're listening to the Creative Home Podcast where I talk about staging and decorating and all things associated with your home. So take a listen. Welcome back to another Creative Home Podcast. My name is Kasha, and today we are continuing our summer series of this international move. We are in week three, which is very close to getting us out of Germany and back to the United States. And I want to catch you up on the things that have been going on and are sure about to happen in the next few days. So first of all, movers, packers came last week. Um, and it was supposed to be a pack out in two days and then move everything on the third day. Well, they showed up at like 7.15 in the morning and we were told they were going to come up somewhere between 7.30 and 8 o'clock, which we didn't quite believe because we know moving companies, they don't show up that early. You're lucky if they show up at like 10 or 11 in the morning. No, these guys were ready to go, which was fantastic. And there were three guys and they came with a truck with five empty crates. So they rang our doorbell, waited at least till 7.30 and said, okay, we're ready. Are you like, we're ready, let's go. And boy, were they fast. They were quick, but they were still, you know, aware of, the, you know, making sure they didn't break things as they were wrapping things. Um, so they attacked basically the top floor. They basically, one started in the bottom floor, one started on the top floor, and they're going to meet in the middle because we have four floors. I know we have a basement, a main floor, bedrooms on the second floor, and then there's a top floor with a playroom, lots of toys up there. So yeah, so basically, um, they were fast and they really packed up about 70% of the stuff the first day and then they loaded it all up into the crates that they had so basically i thought they were gonna just you know just pack up stuff and then the last day like i said put everything in crates no no whatever they packed that day they played the tetris game and fit it all into these big huge crates to put our stuff in so they were basically done by like 3 30 that afternoon which was amazing i'm like what 7 30 to 3 30 and they're done with packing there wasn't a whole lot left to pack for the next day we asked them to keep our beds so that we can sleep in them one more night, right? And not be, you know, sleeping on the floor, right? So that was the last things that they left for us. And they still had to pack up the kitchen. So we knew the next morning, you know, we told them the day before, 
so what time can we expect you? They're like, we can be here at seven o'clock in the morning. Just let us know when you're ready. Just open the door and we'll come on in. I'm like, we'll be ready at seven. <laughs> so they came in, finished us up, packed us out. They were done by noon. Everything was packed in the crates and they were ready to go. I'm like, uh, wait, what? <laughs> Which was amazing. That was so nice. I've never seen that. Um, and the, let's see, 10 years in the military that I was active duty and then more years after that with my husband. It's been 20 some odd years or so of moving with the military. So yeah, this is, this is odd for us. <laughs> but unfortunately, we, um, one wrinkle that we found out was that we actually packed about 10,000 pounds worth of stuff from here. The problem is that we brought 6,500 and are leaving with 10,000 pounds. Um, so we're over our limit because back in the States in storage, we had 10,000. So we're over by about 2,000 pounds. And what that means is that we have to pay things out of pocket. We have to pay the difference. So that 2,000 pounds, we have to pay out of pocket. Ouch, not looking forward to that moving bill. So, like I said, they came in early, packed us up, and we're, they're all, everything's out of the house that we need for them to pack up. What we were left with was our luggage and stuff, right? So, and then of course, all the cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. So like I said in the last episode, there was, um, I did get a quote from a cleaning crew to come out here and clean up the house after everything's out. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but that was an outrageous, outrageous cost, uh, 750 euros, which right now is about 750 bucks equivalent. Okay. Cause the euro to dollar are almost like one to one right now. Yeah. I'm like, I would have been fine if it was like 350, 400, but man, seriously. Yeah. So we are cleaning, we're doing all the cleaning. So I had my kids helping out in whatever things that I could let them do. Like, so what I had them do was broom sweep the floors because we don't have carpets in this house whatsoever so it was easy to have them grab a broom start you know sweeping up and then we had the vacuum come get the little bits and then the last thing i had them do was mop the floors okay so yeah so there's lots of things your kids can do to help out um one of the tips i got um looking online for the oven especially yeah, that can be such a monster. If you haven't cleaned your oven judiciously, I don't. I, last time I cleaned it was about a couple months ago. So it's really not looking that bad. But what I did find out that I'm passing on to you guys for the oven, if it's not one of those like specialty type of things or whatever, and I can take it, um, is use the off, off um, oven cleaner. Spray it on the day before you want to clean it, like that night, for example. Spray it all in there, just don't get the fan or anything like that. And um, let it sit overnight. Then the next day, come in. And I came in, I saw all this brown, gunky stuff just kind of sitting there, I'm like, okay, gross. Yeah, I just wiped it all and just kind of just wiped it all off and it all went and just disappeared. I was like, oh my God, that was amazing. It was fantastic. I took the grates off, same things. I sprayed the grates too. Um, the metal, you know, oven racks and things. Those two, I just rinsed them off in the sink. No problem, like brand new, like, like I'd never used the oven before. Like, oh my God, this is fantastic. So as a tip for you, if you're gonna be moving, you have to do the cleaning of the oven. Easy off, on the oven, in the oven, all over the place, all over the grates and um, racks and stuff. And then spray that the night before you leave. Then the next morning you come in, wipe everything down, good as gold. I was like, wow, that's fantastic. Works like a charm, okay? 
Um, I used Lime Away on faucets. So we have calcium deposits, like if you look on the edge of it as where the water comes out, just a little lip of things. Um, just had some really hard calcium deposits on there. So Lime is Lime Away or CLR, same difference, calcium, lime, rust. Both have the same ingredients on there. I used a toothbrush and scrubbed that and kind of let it sit on there. I made had to done a couple of times. I also tried the lemon trick where I cut half a lemon and then secured it with like a rubber band or a hair band or something and just let it sit on the actual faucet. So don't run any water. Um, otherwise it'll splash you everywhere <laughs> with the lemon there. Um, and that helps also cut away at that calcium. So two little tips right there. Um, we also had some rust stains on a fire. We had a fire pit out in the backyard on the, on the stone patio because the, you know, the metal fire pit that it was kind of the movable kind. Yeah, I left some rusting. So again, CLR to the rescue or lime away actually at this point. Um, spray, spray, scrub, scrub, actually hosed it down. And after a couple of times doing this over and over again, um, the sun helped kind of bake, you know, kind of get the stuff in there too. It was almost gone. I was like, wow, the stuff is magic. So yeah, so a lot of cleaning, um, cleaning out pots and, and things like that that I want to take with us. The bikes were rinsed out. I had the kids doing that because for an international move, they want to make sure that you're not bringing back any pests, any bugs of any kind. Agriculturally, they're not supposed to because you can bring back some kind of moths or whatever. And we don't want that back in the States. So everything's hosed out. So I had the kids each wash off their bikes because there was mud on them. They you know, took the hose and took a little sponge and, and rinsed off. So another thing for the kids to do, right? Um, and these are all things that are required for international move. Obviously not for when you're in the States. Um, one thing that we did have to do, I did about, talked about earlier, was that we had to sell a whole bunch of um, 220 volt things that we didn't need, obviously, back in the States, because in the States we're 110, not 220. So I had some um, AC units, those were sold off really quickly. We actually did this through, all through Facebook, and literally there's a, a group called like Junk in Your Trunk, um, just specifically for Stuttgart, and I'm sure even in your town if you have something like that. Um, there's a Facebook group. I know there's you know marketplace you could do that, but when I posted the things that I needed to sell, man, they were sold within like hours. I got so many pings, but then again, I priced it so that it was ready to go. So like I had these standing tall fans, metal fans, that when we bought them, they were probably like I don't know eighty to a hundred bucks or something like that because they were real metal and we needed movement, not these dinky plasticky white things. No, 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 these were like a hundred bucks. But because we used them so much while we were here, I'm like, they're on sale for 10 euros each. And I have five of them. Who wants them? So literally, it was like a fire sale. <laughs> That's really what it was. Um, same thing with the units. I had rugs. Someone else had posted on Facebook asking, hey, I'm looking for rugs. I'm like, I've got rugs for you. Again, took pictures of those. She came over, came and picked them up, sold those things. So there's a lot of things that I sold very quickly, but you do have to price them right. Um, a weed eater, same thing. It was an electric weed eater. We had a barbecue grill. Um, at one point I was just selling things that were like 50 euros each, 50 bucks, 50 bucks, 50 bucks, you know, type of thing. So a lot of things, I'm like, I just need to get rid of it, okay? If you have time to, for it to be sitting there, price it for a hundred and see if you get it. But I had no time. I was just wanting to get rid of it. So yeah. So a lot of things we donated that were small to 20 volt items, like a griddle, a toaster, a hand mixer, you know, those things would like just donate them to the local thrift store on base is where we had it. Because what they do on base 
whatever they sell, they give back to the community and they also give back scholarships. So my oldest who just graduated actually got a scholarship from this group. Um, and I was like, wow, well, we're paying for a scholarship, but whatever. It goes back to the community. They pay for events. They do lots of things with that money. So it's all for a good cause. So we sold a bunch of stuff. We donated things. We've cleaned things. But now we have a week left and we're sitting in a hotel bored out of our minds because we cannot leave for another week until we can get our plane tickets out which is making me kind of nervous because if you've been watching the news it's july 22 um yeah things are canceling left and right out of here because they don't have enough air crew air handlers baggage handlers luggage is like being stuck in frankfurt for like a week now and there's 20,000 pieces of luggage just sitting there waiting because there's not enough luggage handlers to take care of it and put it on the belts for people to come get. They're not letting people go in that area where the luggage is sitting. So they're just slowly going through it. So if you're coming to Europe anytime soon this summer, please don't check any baggage because you're not going to get it more than likely. Um, for the, however long you're going to be here, it's like a week or two or whatever, don't even bother. And so on the opposite end for us going to the States, I don't know if we will actually see our luggage on the other end. It may not even leave here for all we know. So what we're doing is we're actually shipping our clothes, anything essential. Like my husband has a, a suit, like a business suit that, um, we can't obviously carry that on. And he's definitely not going to wear it. <laughs> um, that is shipped in a box. We actually prefer to go USPS and ship that box of clothes and other stuff. And it can expect it to show up versus the confidence that we have or lack thereof for the airlines for our luggage to show up. Yeah, isn't that sad? That that's what we have to do. That's what it comes out to be. So yeah, so the luggage is making me nervous. Flights and airports. Hopefully we get out. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because our luggage, basically, we only have clothes that we need for the next two months. Yeah, I said two months. Right, because right now it's July, mid-July. I'll be really happy if we see our stuff in late September, October. I, I know. Yeah, it may take that long, if not longer, for our stuff to show up. So our luggage can only have... 50 pounds each because of the restrictions. Otherwise you have to pay for the extra luggage fees. It may also not show up. So that's why we're sending stuff through USPS. Yeah, exactly. So there's that stressor. And then you're limited to what you can take with you. I know, exactly. So we have one more car to ship and we have to get it detailed um, and washed and the engine bay cleaned. I think I talked about that last time too. That one we scheduled for um, tomorrow to happen because we ship it out in two days from now. And that costs 150 bucks again, right there. So more fees, more things to throw on top of everything else that we're doing, right? We're only allowed to have a quarter tank of gas uh, when we bring that car in to get it shipped. Um, so yeah, so we've been refilling it a couple of a gallon or two at a time going, okay, we need to drive here. Okay, we don't want to put fill a whole tank and then have to drive it around just to get rid of the gas. So we've been having to refill it a few times. Um, and then the good thing is on the other end, we have um, household goods in storage. Like I talked about the previous uh, that were over our limit. So we have stuff here in Germany and then we have stuff still in storage in North Carolina that never moved to Germany. 
And that's the stuff that we can actually schedule early and show up. So we show up on like, you know, one night and then two days later, we have the, that stuff that's in storage showing up at the house, which is fantastic that we can get that in so quickly because it has all of my kitchen stuff. I have extra plates in there and silverware. I have all the small um, kitchen electronics and, you know, blenders and things because I didn't bring those with me because why? They're 110. I can't use them here anyway. Um, we have blow-up mattresses. Um, we have folding tables, chairs. We have some TVs and a couch and some garage stuff. So things to kind of get us through the next few months until our stuff from Germany shows up, which is the real beds and things like that. So um, another thing to keep in mind in, if you are doing something like this or even when you're moving your own stuff, we actually got our own storage unit that we paid for for three years with things like sheets and blow up mattresses and towels so that when we actually are now coming back, we have all those things ready to go. We don't have to stay in a hotel and pay for the hotel until our stuff shows up two months later, right? Can you imagine a hotel bill for two months for five people? That's like two rooms. It's ridiculous. So yeah, so those are things that we've been running through. If you ever plan on moving to Europe, especially if you're a government civilian, a contractor, or even military, you really do need to have $20,000 in fluid cash. Yes, I said $20,000. Because here's where it breaks down. Just to get the house, the deposit for the house or whatever you're renting is about three to five grand. Three to five grand, right there. Five thousand for a rental, car rental until your car shows up or you buy one here for a couple, like four to six weeks, maybe even longer, depending on how long you need it, right? And then the hotel costs, because you're going to be in a hotel for a month or two, probably longer, depending on how long it takes you to find a house to rent. Because the market here in Stuttgart is crazy, it goes really fast. Some places they won't have anything available for a while. So another 10K in hotel cost. Now, the military will pay you back, but not all of it. And payment <laughs> takes about a month, if not more, depending. So you need to be prepared and you need to be realistic. Note, I didn't talk about anything about food or entertainment for kids or anything like that. So yeah, there's a lot of money that needs to go in, that you guys need to be prepared if you ever decide to move to Europe for a three-year tour or four-year tour because it will just swallow you up. You will not realize how much you really do need, okay? So we're excited. We're gonna be out of here in a couple of days um, and flying back to the States. It'll probably be another week or so before I can get another update to you on how that all went. <laughs> That'll be interesting, right? Um, and keep your fingers crossed for us that our flights don't get delayed or canceled or rebooked. It's just crazy. Um, it really is. I'm not looking forward to that. But I don't have high expectations. That way I can't be let down when it doesn't all goes to crap. You know what I mean? So yes. So anyway, I hope you guys learned something from this. Go hopefully got you some cleaning tips to get your house ready to move if you have to clean it up and stuff like that. Um, like I said, I had the kids helping me out with random things like vacuuming out the cabinets or drawers or whatever. They can do easy stuff like that, you know? That way you're not doing everything yourself. And if you can afford to have a cleaning service come in, totally do that if you can. Um, but I know some of you can't, and so it can cost extra. So lots of little tips. Find YouTube videos, lots of things on how to professionally clean a kitchen or a bathroom or, or whatever, you know? There are lots of things you can do. So... 
I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of the week and I will let you know how things go on the flip side. We'll talk to you later.